1: Good morning and welcome to the Daily Oz. It's Thursday, the 21st of December, or better known as Gravy Day, thanks to Paul Kelly. I'm Zara. I'm Sam. Some big news out of the US yesterday. The state of Colorado ruled that Donald Trump is ineligible to be on the ballot in the state for president in 2024. That's due to his involvement in the Capitol insurrection on Jan 6, 2021. Essentially, what that means is that if you're a person voting in Colorado at the next US election, you won't see Donald Trump's name on the ballot paper, unless this decision is overturned by the US Supreme Court. We'll explain exactly what we mean in today's deep dive, but first, Sam, take us through the day's headlines. Airbnb
0: has been ordered to pay millions in penalties and compensation after the consumer watchdog found it misled customers. The short term accommodation platform admitted to incorrectly charging around 70,000 Australians in US dollars for properties listed on its Australian site between 2018 and 2021. Airbnb has been handed a $15 million fine by the ACCC and will spend a further $15 million to reimburse impacted customers.
1: Australia's road toll has increased after what was already the deadliest year in over five years. A crash in outback New South Wales has left three people dead and another in a serious condition. There have been over 1,200 deaths on Australian roads this year, that's according to the Automobile Association, with targets to reach zero road deaths by 2050 not on track in most parts of the country. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has met
0: with his New Zealand counterpart, Christopher Luxon, in Sydney. It marks Luxon's first overseas trip as leader of New Zealand after he was sworn into office last month. The two prime ministers discussed economic and defence ties between Australia and New Zealand and shared interests in the Indo-Pacific region during the meeting yesterday. It comes as the leaders released a joint statement calling for a sustainable ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas conflict.
1: (laughs) And the good news, a new beach nicknamed Pondai has opened in the outer western Sydney suburb of Penrith, one of the city's hottest suburbs. Penrith and its surrounding suburbs face extreme heat during the summer with temperatures regularly above 40 degrees. The man-made outdoor swimming spot means residents can cool off without having to travel up to 75 kilometres to the beach ahead of an unusually warm summer expected from the current El Nino weather event. Okay, so Sam, we briefly explained in the introduction this insane story that Colorado has ruled that Donald Trump is ineligible to run for president again in 2024 in that specific state and it will remove his name from the state's ballot paper. The fear for Trump's team now is that the courts in other states will use this decision as a precedent and that could have obvious major implications. Before we get there, though, Can you just give us a brief overview of where we're at with the US election next year? I feel like kind of drifts in and out of the news cycle, but we're under a year away now.
0: Yeah, and if we know anything about America, it's that they like nice long presidential election cycles. So it's definitely in full swing. I don't really need to introduce you to Donald Trump. He's from the Republican Party. He was the US president from twenty seventeen to twenty twenty one. And he was eventually defeated by Joe Biden, who is from the Democratic Party at the last election. And this year, Donald Trump and Joe Biden both confirmed they're gonna run again for the presidency at next year's election. The presidential election will be in about That's November.
1: Amazing, both actually end up being the candidates, right?
0: No. So they're both nominated on both sides of the political spectrum. But before Trump can be confirmed as the official Republican nominee, he first needs to be chosen by the Republican Party in a process that's called the primaries. Now, at the moment, most polls do have Trump as the most favoured Republican candidate. The other two frontrunners in the race are Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley.
1: Okay. So with that context set, talk us through what's happened in Colorado.
0: So earlier this year, a group of people, they comprised of registered Republicans and others, brought a case in a Colorado court arguing Donald Trump could not run for president due to his involvement in the January 6th Capitol insurrection. Now, there's not much in the US Constitution that can actually rule someone out of running for president. But of the things that you can do to be ruled out, engaging in an insurrection is one of those factors. And that all goes back to the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, which forbids anyone who's previously held civil or military office and engaged in insurrections from running for high
1: office. And can I just quickly jump in here? I feel like we've just been saying Jan 6 insurrection a number of times. Just talk us through what that actually means.
0: It was a particularly funny day for you and me, Zara, because we actually quit our jobs to do the Daily Mm. Oz full-time the day before. So we'd, we'd just quit our jobs and then there was this massive moment in politics on the 6th of January 2021. Trump's supporters stormed the US Capitol to try and stop the certification of Joe Biden's win at the 2020 election. And the protesters echoed Trump's false claims that the election had been stolen and rigged and they literally were trying to stop the Capitol from operating on that day to stop Biden from taking office. Now, the exact role that Trump played in sparking the insurrection is contested, but the general view amongst moderate Republicans and the rest of the US political landscape is that Trump pushed his supporters to take up arms and storm the Capitol, and this whole discussion was the subject of Trump's second impeachment. Now, since Trump left office, there's been a huge range of cases that have been raised In various US states, I think the last count is about 35 cases, arguing Trump is ineligible to run as president due to his involvement in the January 6th riots, which would trigger that 14th Amendment clause.
1: All right. So one of those states was Colorado. How did the court actually reach a decision?
0: Yeah, so a lot of these cases are happening all at the same time, but this case in Colorado was the first one in the US where we've had a clear decision against Trump. So there's three main questions that the Colorado court needed to answer. One, did Donald Trump hold a civil or military office when he became US president? Two, did he engage in the January 6th riots? And three, can courts remove someone from a political ballot? Now, the lower Colorado court said yes to two, so yes, he did engage with the riots, and yes, you can remove someone from a political ballot, and no, that Donald Trump did not hold civil or military office when he became president. And that meant that that original legal challenge was unsuccessful. But as we've heard many times on this podcast, the decision was appealed, and yesterday the Supreme Court of Colorado, the state's highest court, said yes to all three factors.
1: Can I just clarify, though, I don't entirely understand. You said that the court ultimately found that Donald Trump did hold civil or military office when he became U.S. president. What does that actually mean? He was the president. Right. Yeah,
0: Well, th- this is kind of the key distinction that the court made. And there's about 75 pages of judgments, if you really want to read, read up on US constitutional law. But essentially, over the years, courts have taken different interpretations as to what that phrase, holding civil or military office, actually means. And the president in US politics holds this really weird position as an executive branch of government where On a lot of occasions, the president is not part of the military legally or not part of the civil service legally. It's kind of this extra floating body up above everything else. And on some occasions, courts have agreed that the president should be applicable under this 14th Amendment, and on others, they haven't. It can vary state by state. On this occasion, the Supreme Court in Colorado said, yes, Donald Trump as president falls under that 14th Amendment.
1: Okay, so- Ultimately, that legal challenge was then successful. What are the implications of that?
0: Well, it basically means that if you're a voter in Colorado and you walk in and pick up an election ballot next year, either for the primaries or the final election, you're not going to see Donald Trump's name on that ballot paper. Now, this ruling doesn't apply to other states, but the real fear here for the Trump campaign is that it could prompt other states to take similar legal action and it actually could strengthen... The case against him in other courts, if other courts look at Colorado, look at that reasoning and agree with it, then we could see a kind of ripple effect across the US. Now, there's two things that are worth mentioning. One is that the Trump campaign have come out very fast and said that they're going to appeal the case to the US Supreme Court, so the the court that's above the Colorado Supreme Court. But there's one other really important thing to mention. If no other states did copy Colorado, and even if, That decision remained and Donald Trump was not applicable to run then. Trump could still win the presidency. He just wouldn't win Colorado. And a lot of experts say he would never have won Colorado. Democrats have beaten Republicans in the last four elections in the state. And it is very likely that Trump would lose the state in 2024. Trump's campaign team has confirmed it will escalate the matter to the highest court in the country, the US Supreme Court.
1: We always say that there are... Um, several players in the news that you just need to learn a bit about and then suddenly they're always in the news. It feels like Donald Trump is one of those people and the Supreme Court is another of the institutions that come up time and time again. So do we know anything about what the US Supreme Court will do?
0: Look, we need to kind of wait to see how the arguments are presented in the Supreme Court. That could take months, but I think we can look at the composition of the court to try and glean a little understanding as to how the court could vote. So currently, the Supreme Court is split 6-3 between Republican and Democrat appointed judges. Keep in mind that Trump appointed three of the current Republican judges. So the court is unlikely to uphold the Colorado Supreme Court's ruling if every judge votes on party lines and those six Republican appointed judges vote against the Colorado court's decision.
1: And just finally, can you give me a sense of what you think the approach of Trump's team could be before the Supreme Court? Like, what do you think that they'll argue here?
0: It's going to be a really interesting argument that they're going to mount. And I don't think we'll necessarily hear Trump doing it in court. It will be kind of his lawyers and his legal teams doing the work for him. One thing they're really going to push is that Trump did not have an involvement in the insurrection, and that's something that he and his team have maintained throughout the last two years. They've distanced themselves from the eventual actions of the rioters on January 6th, and a key part of this case is that Trump was part of that insurrection, so they'll argue no, he wasn't. But the second thing they'll argue is much more theoretical, and that's this idea that in the US, this is one of the first times, definitely one of the most high-profile times, where a court has ruled who people can vote for. And in a country that loves the idea of the separation of the courts and the political system and the executive branch, this is one of those rare occasions where the courts are directly impacting the election ballot. And I think that is going to form a lot of their argument
1: an absolutely fascinating story. And I feel like it's just one chapter of the very long Donald Trump story. But thank you for explaining that to me today, Sam. If you are listening to this on Spotify, we'd love you to rate this podcast. Five stars wouldn't go amiss and would certainly help us get into the holiday cheer. Have a great day. We'll be back again tomorrow.